Coach's Corner Chats would like to thank Fearless and Capable for supporting the podcast. Visit fearlessandcapable.com. Hey, this is Karen, Coach's Corner Chats, and on the episode today, I have Rich Stoneman. Rich, where are you at and what are you up to? Uh, Longwood University, Farmville, Virginia, the heart of Virginia, uh, definitely in the, the center of the state of Virginia and a uh, great place, great town, um, you know, great people here at Longwood University. Uh, and what do you, what is your like job title uh, and responsibilities there at Longwood? <laughs> uh, my job title is associate uh, women's soccer coach. I've, uh, I've been, uh, I've also been the head women's tennis coach for one season. Um, I was the men's goalkeeping coach assistant here for uh, for a couple of years, but uh, right now, currently, currently only associate head women's soccer coach. And what kind of responsibilities does having like associate uh, coach have have um, on a daily basis? Well, I mean, I'm I'm in a great situation here. I work with uh, Todd Dyer. He's he's my counterpart, my boss. Uh, he's going into his 29th, 30th year here. I'm going into my 10th season. Um, I mean, we share a lot of the duties here when it comes to team management, academics, um, academic success, uh, the role with the team as far as training, developing. Um, I primarily, well, I primarily do the goalkeeping, but I also do a lot of uh, team dynamic stuff when it comes to you know, helping build our team culture. Um, but yeah, just the recruiting, um, the day-to-day management, a lot of travel, a lot of psychology, um, you know, all those things that go that associate head coach is a title that basically means my boss, my counterpart, Todd Dyer, trusts me enough to, to handle the day-to-day basis of, of the things that we, we do here to, be, to try and be successful. What, what has been some of the positives of having a coach that's been there for almost, it sounds like 30 years, like what, oh. what, what is the, the, you know, you don't hear that a very a whole lot nowadays. Coaches are kind of bobby, bibbity bopping around. One, how cool has it been that he's been there that long? And two, why do you think he has stayed for that long? Well, well, number one, he'll tell you that he came to Longwood because he chased his, his wife's his wife. Uh, he was in love in high school. <laughs> he, he was coming to Longwood. She was a basketball, softball star, way better athlete than he ever was. Um, but uh, he chased her here to Longwood and he came here. He played here. Uh, his wife went to school here. She was a dual sport athlete. His daughter, Kylie, who works in our alumni um, office, you know, she played for us for four years. I, I was lucky enough to get to coach her for two years. And, um, and his son, Devin, um, who works in our computer, computer software department here at the university. So when we say it's a family affair, it really, really is. And it's, and it is, it's, it's a, it's a different dynamics. Like you've got someone that's, that's been here, that's invested in here. This is kind of his baby. Like he helped start the program from scratch and, um, and it's just neat to, to work alongside someone that's so, so trusting, so invested and, um, and just, you know, is so passionate about what, what he does. And I'm just, I'm lucky enough that I get to, to share those duties with him. You mentioned, uh, it sounds like goalkeeping is kind of your thing. Was that something that you, as, as a youth, were you a, a goalkeeper? I was, I mean, grew up playing goal, goalkeeper, um, you know, no one wants to be a goalkeeper when they're growing up. It's just kind of, it happens. And um, it, it just so happened it worked out. I uh, played it all my life. Um, you know, had a, had, a, had a great career in college, played a little bit after college and, uh, and got into 
that helped me get into coaching. Like people were, were struggling to find good goalkeeping coaches. And I was fortunate enough growing up in college that I had a great goalkeeper co- trainer. I had go- go- great goalkeeper trainers after college as well. They just showed me things, developed, um, you know, and I got to, I got to get into the licensing and, and learning a lot of the, a lot of the, the things that, you know, hopefully I'm teaching my goalkeepers and, but yeah, that's how I got into coaching and it's, Hey, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant position. Um, and it's the, the best job in the world. So where did you, where did you grow up at? Are you a Virginian from, from birth? No, or? Born, born in North Carolina, raised my dad's American military. We, uh, we grew up all over the place. So being in being a military brat, you, you didn't have an option, but to play soccer. So, uh, and then went to college at Oklahoma Christian University, uh, NAI school, they're division two now. Um, they've made the transition to D2. Um, I played at an NAI school, so it was uh, kind of like the wild, wild west when it comes to, you didn't have the NCAA restrictions. My center back was 30 years of age. I had a forward that was probably in his late 20s. Um, I believe we had a couple guys that were on a, on a couple of video games that, you know, and, and went on to play, uh, play at a very high level as, as, as well. So it was, a, it was a good experience. I'm still really good friends with those guys still today. I was going to say, what was that? So the bouncing around and what have you, was soccer something that was that consistent thing, constant, like throughout all the moves um, that you could always kind of fall back on? Oh, that's how, that's how you, uh, that's how you got to meet people. That's how you made friends. Um, But yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty much my lifeline. Like, um, you know, school is never my, school is never my thing. So if it wasn't for soccer, I wouldn't have gone to school. So, but yeah, it was a, I mean, yeah, it was it was my lifeline, still is today, and uh, I'm blessed that I get paid to 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 coach the sport. Was your dad excited about you kind of attacking, going to college and playing, and then going on and now as a coach? Is that something he is excited about, and was it something that people saw in you even when you were younger? Well, I think I think my dad, you know, he's you know served thirty plus years in the army and uh, served his country real well, and he. Uh, yeah, he's 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 pretty proud of the fact that you know this is a this is the career path I've chosen. It's it's a leadership role. It's a you know you get to mentor you know young people just like he did when he was you know in the army. And but yeah, very uh, I, I I'm pretty sure he's pretty proud of me. I mean, I'm not not as probably not as proud as I am of him. But yeah, it's uh it's pretty fun to share those experiences. You know, when we get to travel around, and he gets to come visit and mom and dad and brother, and you get to see your family when you travel. So yeah, yeah. The as you moved on, you said once you started getting into the licensing courses and what have you, where where was your first stop? What was your first kind of coaching experience? Well, I left college my senior year to go play. I got picked up supplemental draft, uh, bounced around, uh, you know, MLS practice squads, A League teams, USISL, um, Colorado, New Mexico. Uh, ended up in Raleigh, and then just um, went back to school to finish my degree. And when that's how I kind of got into coaching as a graduate assistant and um, just kind of went to my first coaching course. And I met uh, I met the coaching staff at Baylor and it was uh, R.J. Anderson, Nick Cal and R.J. Anderson was the associate head coach at Baylor at the time and just kind of asked me to come work their camps and went there and worked their camps. And luckily enough, my college teammate was also the assistant tennis coach at Baylor at the time. So I, I went to Baylor, met. Met Nick Cal, great, great tactician, great man, one of the 
probably one of the winningest coaches in NCAA history. And, um, but yeah, I got to work, got to work with him, start off there and just kind of, you know, that network of going to those coaching licenses, you just kind of get to meet people. And, and I think I did a good enough job where it kind of caught this coach's eye and he was just like, Hey, why don't you come work for us? And, and it just kind of blossomed from there. So, yeah. What so my first stop was Baylor. That's amazing. Cause that's not, that's no like small school kind of soccer was <clears throat> what, what one It's so cool. This is something I've been hearing more and more from. It's so cool that coaches will just reach out and just, Hey, come on and work with us. Come to our program. Uh, there you are, bushy-tailed and wide-eyed, just like, okay, I'll go do it. What was that first experience of, like, this is big-time college soccer? Well, it was definitely uh, intimidating. Like, I was – I and to clarify, I started off as a volunteer assistant coach. I was getting paid off of camps and, and things like that and had to work some, you know, odd part-time jobs around around the Waco area. But, um, but like, I was fully invested in every practice. They trusted me with – with a lot of things um, they, you know, entrusted me with on-campus visits, uh, the training of the team. Um, you know, I got to do all those things and just kind of getting your feet wet in that type of environment to start. It just kind of really set the precedent as to, all right, this is the standard. This is what I want to do. And I, and I got to work with Nick Cow's probably one of the, one of the better coaches in the country, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that because I worked with him, but just the things he taught you, the, uh, you know, he gave me the leeway to, to, to make mistakes coaching and he, he helped me progress. He helped me build. Um, he helped me, you know, grow and learn and, and, but he also trusted me in what I was doing. So, um, and uh, in return, we're, we're still good friends still to this day. What were some of the things, not just for you, but when he was running his program, what were some of the things that you took away and said, you know what, as I continue on, those are things that I want to implement with programs that I work with. Um, his passion, his, his ability to, to teach the game, uh, to break it down into aspects of, you know, the defending, the, the, the midfield possession, the attacking, the finishing, um, th- those things, just kind of breaking it down for your team, but also building team culture. And that's kind of the big thing you hear in business and athletics now. And, and Nick was really, really, Coach Cal was really, really good at that. I mean, and he still is still to this day. And, you know, I give him a lot of credit for, you know, for the things that I learned to, to really look after your players, take after them and, um, you know, and, and just care about them more than just the soccer players and what they can do for you on the field. You know, he, he definitely creates a good culture of, of family. Your experience kind of bouncing around in that kind of figuring out if you were going to go make the pro thing. Um, what was, what was it like to finally kind of realize like maybe this wasn't going to work out or, as I'm sure it had to test your patience and had to be a little frustrating to be bouncing around and like getting, Oh, here, I have an opportunity here, but it didn't work out. And then I went here and went there. What, what, how big was that in terms of like building your ability to deal with adversity and, and where you're at now? Wow. It, yeah, I think it had a lot to do with well, it had a lot to do with it. Like there was a two and a half, three year span there where I was living out of, you know, two large, two large travel mitre bags. And, uh, and it was just, uh, you know, you would, you never knew one week to the next, whether you were going to stay or you're going, or you've been, you've been released, you've been picked up here. Um, but yeah, just the, uh, the adversity, uh, the ability to fight through things to, and some of the lessons where I'm teaching my players now, it's hard. You're no matter what you do, there's, there's always someone that's just as good as you, if not better. And, and when you get to the point where, you know, I was a club, I was a good club player. I was a good college player. And then when I got to the next level, it was like, man, everyone's, 
there's people that are just better. They're just, they're just better. And, uh, you know, I was in Dallas and Mark Dodd was the starter and he's, you know, he's six, four, I'm, I'm six foot. And, and I had to go to the first training session, the second training session. And I had to be at both because I was trying to find my, I was trying to earn my keep. And, but yeah, just those, the struggle of, you know, survival, um, you know, perseverance, um, you know, the, 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 I tell my players, it's the ability to fight. You got to fight, you got to fight. And how do you, you know, how do you react when you're in that fighting situation? Do you tuck, tell and run? Do you quit or do you, do you carry on? And, and it, yeah, some of the hardest lessons in life are the, are, are failures that we experience as, as players and, and still as coaches. How difficult was it to kind of make that decision of like, maybe this isn't going to work out and then kind of pursue the coaching thing? Well, that, that part wasn't, that part wasn't too, uh, that part wasn't, wasn't hard at all. I tore my knee out. So I tore my PCL and MCL out and uh, re- rehab recovered, tried to make a comeback in the USISL um, A-League. And it just was never the same. It just, it was just, I was just never going to be the same. So I left school, went back to finish my degree, had no plans on getting into college soccer whatsoever. And, um, but went back, finished, finished my degree as a graduate assistant and, uh, and just fell in love with it. Like, you know, I'm like, I go, wow, this is, this is what we get to do. And all those lessons that your coaches teach you growing up that you don't really comprehend or understand at that point in time, uh, all came back full circle. And it was like, wow, if this, if this can impact me the way it's impacted me, then maybe I can do, have that same influence and you know, impact some lives, some other lives as well. So you go to Baylor, volunteer assistant, and work your way into that. Where does your, your next step go um, yeah. from there? Uh, next step went to uh, Louisiana Tech and, uh, in Ruston, Louisiana. We were uh, a startup program from scratch in the Western athletic conference, which was like our travel partner was Utah state. The trips were Hawaii, San Jose, Fresno state, Nevada, Reno, uh, Moscow, Idaho, and Boise state. Those were our trips. And, um, but went there road trips long. Oh, you, you were gone for, you're gone for, you're missing four days out of the week. Um, but yeah, stopped at Louisiana tech. We, we helped start that program. I got, I got, Lucky enough that Jen, uh, Jen Burns now, she's married, but Jen Burns, um, no longer coaching, but she hired me. We were probably, I think we were the youngest coaching staff in the country at Division One that year. She was 23, I was 26, and there was just the two of us. And we started a program from scratch in probably one of the hardest conferences in the country back then. And and yeah, it was a, it was, that was a learning experience for both of us, especially me, a lot of growth, a lot of development. Um, yeah, it was a, you know, cause they were, we were supposed to have a first year, that first year gap to recruit. And then we got told you're going to play the NCAA minimum of 13 games and you have to field the team by July. And uh, we were like, so brought, luckily they had a, a, a decent club team at Louisiana tech at the time. And we were able to bring in some transfers and, uh, and a couple of, uh, a couple of players to, to fill the team that first year that I think we probably, we, we may have gone two and two and 11 that year. <laughs> so uh, this is so cool. Like starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're kind of almost figuring it out as you go. Mm-hmm. And, and what, 
what is an experience like a road trip? Like what goes on when it's a four day, like, how do you plan? Like I, how do you plan that for your team? How do you keep them locked in? Especially like after it sounds like maybe some struggling on some of those road trips. How did you keep like the group together as you're trying to build and then continue that on? Well, luckily those road trips back in the, the old days of the WAC, we got to go to some pretty neat locations. Like we got to go to Hawaii, we got to go to San Jose, Boise State, um, Utah State was a great place. Even Moscow, Idaho was, is, it's not that bad. And, you know, I'm sure people were like, oh, great. We have to go to Ruston, Louisiana. That was probably, you know, which, which <laughs> Ruston's not a bad place, but, um, but no, it was, I mean, we got to go to some pretty unique locations. Um, still had to concentrate on the task at hand. And uh, yeah, it got pretty competitive when we were traveling to Hawaii and San Jose to see who got on the plane. Cause we could only, back then we could only travel 23, 23 players and we had a roster of maybe 30. So yeah, it's uh, but I mean, you know, that's the logistics of what we do as coaches now is, you know, there's, there's some downtime. What do you do with that downtime? You don't want to, you want to have it structured. You want to go do things. You want to at least when we travel, go and experience those places that we're going. And that's, that's part of the experience of being a college athlete. The, the one thing too, that I was thinking is you've gone from Baylor with a coach who's kind of like, just got this program that's clicking and just, and all that stuff in there. Did it, how long did it take to kind of feel like uh, how long, uh, first, how long were we at Louisiana tech? And then how long did it take to kind of feel like you and coach Burns were kind of like making progress? We were developing the culture and the idea of family and all those things you kind of mentioned earlier. It was tough. It was, it was probably my most growth experience of my career because I was there for three years. The first year after the first year, we, we only invited three players off of that team back and we brought in a plethora of freshmen and a plethora of transfers because we, at the end of the day, we had, we had to produce, we had to, we had to recruit better players. And, um, and that, that was hard because those kids gave us everything they had and plus more, but at the end of the day, it just wasn't good enough. And, and Hey, from being on a club team to being on division one athlete one year, like their, their experience was, trust me, they, they enjoyed it and <laughs> we have good relationships with them, but it was, it was tough. Like you're building a program from scratch. You don't have a facility. Um, you do have a facility, but it's not like it's not up to par with the rest of the, the conference. Um, so yeah, I'm just building everything from the ground up and, and, you know, I mean, you take a look at their facility they have now in Ruston, Louisiana, that law tech's done a great job supporting women's soccer and doing a great job there. And, you know, and then, yeah, I mean, it was, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Not at all. The, the one thing too, is it's, is I think I hear this all the time is a lot of people look at college coaching and they're like, Oh, you guys play in the fall, but clearly if you're trying to create a, new, a program and build it, this was a 365 a day or a year type experience. It is, um, you know, there's, there's a, there, I think there's a lot of pressure that people don't see or don't, don't really understand unless you're in the trenches doing what we're doing as far as, because at the end of the day, we are college coaches. We have to win games, but we also have to create a good culture. Um, we have to provide these young ladies and young men the opportunity to, to empower them to, to be great at whatever they want to do. And, uh, and then on top of that, you've got to manage academics, you've got to manage team culture, you've got to, you know, you've got to manage travel. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that go into this and college coaches wear a lot of hats and, 
you know, and it's, um, I mean, and here at, here at Longwood, there's only two of us on staff. So, you know, we, we share a lot of duties and wear a lot of hats, but it's, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's pretty, it's pretty rewarding. So three years in Louisiana tech, you've yeah. been doing that. And then what pulls you away from there? Um, well, we went through, um, you know, they, my head coach resigned to get out of coaching. Uh, and, uh, you know, she's, you know, she, she was a great coach and she played it at, um, Ole Miss and she was, she was an all-star at Ole Miss and hall of famer there. And, um, you know, Jen wanted to start a family and she's in Baton Rouge selling real estate now. And, but I mean, they went, we went through the coaching change and, and, uh, and I was in the mix for the job. Um, but at the end of the day, we were the youngest coaching staff in the country they were about to make some major changes in the conference. They wanted someone with head coaching experience. Clearly I didn't have that. And, um, you know, and I was lucky enough that the job at East Carolina came open. Uh, and again, you know, it, it comes down to who, you know, college, college soccer is a very, very small community. We all know each other. And it just so happens that Nick Cowell at Baylor knew Rob Donaworth at East Carolina from their division three days together. And, um, and it just so happened that my grandmother went to school there. My mom went to school there at ECU and, and I went out and interviewed and uh, hit it off well with Shannon. You know, Shannon Lewis was the assistant coach at the time. And then Rob Donnerworth was, was the head coach at the time. And yeah, it was, uh, it just so happened it worked out. And I ended up moving, moving to North Carolina where my, my parents are originally from. And, and uh, yeah, it was a great three years at, at ECU. We won conference USA and uh, did some good things and, that was kind of the prime of East Carolina athletics at the time. We had Terry Holland as the athletic director. Skip Holtz was the football coach at the time. And, you know, a lot of sports were doing well. And it was just, uh, yeah, it was a great place to be. I mean, big time football school and, you know, and, and we were, we were successful. And uh, that was probably my funnest coaching staff I, I ever got to work with was Rob, me and Shannon at ECU and just pretty, uh, just a great staff because we had people that, I mean, we all generally care about our players, but we just all got along and just created such a great culture there. And yeah, and it was a good time. Still very, very good friends with a lot of alumni there and faculty staff there as well. How, how awesome was it that it was not only like you all, your, but the entire athletic department sound like was really buzzing at that time. What was that like to be just in the hallways and just seeing other coaches that almost kind of like feeding off each other's energy? Oh, it was, I mean, it was, like you said, feeding off each other's energy and, and just the, the support that we, that we received, that we gave, it was always, it was always returned full circle. Um, and yeah, it was just, uh, it was a neat time to be at East Carolina. It really, really was like football was doing well. Baseball was doing well. Um, you know, women's soccer did well, basketball had, you know, they were, they were having a hot streak at the time and, and softball, softball always, you know, did well there too. So it was, uh, yeah, it was just a great accumulation of, of success and just great working with great people. So it sounds like three years is your, like your perfect <laughs> number, East Carolina, awesome experience, love coaching, um, lots of success. And then we bounced to Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Went to Coastal Carolina, Conway, Conway, South Carolina. Um, the the opportunity came up to go join the new staff that was coming there, and I I had always thought that Coastal Carolina was going to be my my dream job. 
and um, great place to work, great people to work with. Again, you know, their new AD was Hunter Juracek at the time. He's now the athletic director at Arkansas. Um, you know, I knew, I knew the men's staff down there pretty well. Um, Sean Dawking, they do, they're very successful. He was fun to work with as well. Kyle Russell was the assistant. He's now the head coach at FIU on the men's side. Um, but I got to work with Tammy DeCesare. She was the first head coach at Coastal. And we did very well the first year. We won the regular season in the Big South. Did well. Went through the coaching change again. Um, luckily for me, they hired Paul Hogan. Uh, he, was, he came from Colorado in the Big 12. Uh, so we'd, we'd crossed paths when I was at Baylor and he was at Colorado and it just kind of, it just kind of, just kind of clicked. And, um, you know, I got, I was lucky. I was really lucky at Coastal to get to work with the men's program as well. I was a goalkeeping coach there for a couple of years and, you know, we won the big South, went to the sweet 16, got to, got to produce a lot of players that went to the MLS off of the men's side. And, and on the women's side, we, we created a, you know, we, we basically helped create a turnaround in the program and, you know, and Paul Hogan came in and, you know, he's, he's such an amazing coach too. Like he's, and he's such an amazing man that, you know, it just kind of, you know, but anytime you take over a program, there's always got to be that, that, that kind of change. And um, I think that first year we graduated nine starters. So it was kind of a rebuilding year, Paul's first year. And, and it just kind of, you know, it, it accumulated some things and, you know, spent some time there. We won a couple of championships uh, on the men's side, won the regular season on the women's side. Um, great experience. And then the opportunity came to work for Charlotte Soccer Academy. And uh, I went there and joined a friend of mine, Elijah Denton at Pfeiffer University, a Division II school right out there, right, right outside of Charlotte. And uh, spent one season there with him while I was coaching club. Uh, always club was always something in the back of my mind I thought I might want to do but after one year I was like no this is not for me I want to get back into the college game so yeah what and, was uh, I mean had a great time at Pfeiffer division two school um, we won conference Carolinas went to NCAA tournament we were ranked in the top 20 I uh, just did some you know good just did some good things there and it was it, again fun fun just it's always fun to be part of success I guess you know so what was it? I, it was an interesting comment. What was the, what was it about the club experience that just wasn't like meeting your appetite for your, what you wanted from the coaching experience? There's, I think the, cl the club game is, it, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I just, I just think I've been embedded in the college game for so long that that's where my heart and that's where my, my desire was to be always being a college game. Um, you know, but I always thought, you know, you, you always think, hey, you know, I could I could be a pretty good club coach. And, and, I, and I was we had we had some good success with Charlotte Soccer Academy. But at the end of the day, college is where I wanted to be. I wanted to I wanted to be on the road recruiting. I wanted to be you know, I wanted to be on the field. I wanted to establish those relationships with with not only the players, but the staff, the faculty and staff at the university um, and just kind of help grow grow these young people into better, better people. And uh, not that you can't do that with club, but I think you get to spend more quality time with people in the college game than you do at the, at the club level. The other thing that I really love about this is your experiences have been kind of all over the place in terms of where the program was when you came in, when, you know, you go from Baylor to tech to, you know, East Carolina's on an upsurge to so then coastal again, kind of building up. 
But the other thing you mentioned it was how how impactful and, and has it been to have such quality? Like every coaching stop sounds like you were like, dude, I found a like this is the dream spot to just be soaking in so much cool coaching information from. And and I I'm blessed. I'm lucky. I mean, I've got to work with Nick Cow. I've got to work with Jen Burns. Um, you know, I got to work with Rob Shannon at East Carolina, which was which was amazing. Uh, and then Tammy and then Paul both at, in, at Coastal on the women's side. And then Sean Docking and Kyle Russell on the men's side there. It was just, it was, I was a sponge. I just soaked up a lot of things, a lot of knowledge, um, watching things, you know, changing things up for, for my, my purposes. Um, yeah. And just, uh, you know, a, a lot of, not only growth as a coach, but I think growth as a person as well. Like when you surround yourself with quality people, you try and, you try and emulate those, those good standards that they set forth. And, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, just, I'm just been so lucky, lucky in that aspect. You know, the one thing too, you mentioned earlier, even at the very first spot was the word trust. Like they trusted me with whatever responsibilities it was, or even running a session and all that type of Mm -hmm. stuff. Is that something that you have seen like throughout your, all your experiences, how willing coaches are to like, Hey, go ahead. I want you to let you try this or, is it kind of depends on the, their personality? It really depends on their personality. Like a lot of coaches, I think, aren't so willing to let you experiment, experiment with their team um, and, uh, or, or do things without them over, overseeing or standing behind and overviewing things. Um, you know, but a lot of trust. I think, of, I think every coach knows where I came from and who I worked with. And those coaches have, have trusted me then. So I think, you know, they felt like definitely if, if Nick Cal can trust you, Rob Donworth can trust you, then I, I can trust you as well. And, and again, that just goes back to the quality of people that I've, I've been lucky enough to surround myself with. And, you know, and, and, you know, Paul Hogan's still at coastal Carolina. So, so is Sean docking and, and they're, they're still, they're doing great things there. And, you know, and then the job came open at, at Longwood and I was sitting, I was sitting in my office and, and I remember Coach Dyer and I had dialogue when I was at East Carolina. We just, I remember us talking on the, on the road recruiting. And, and I had been to Farmville because back then you could go watch games outside of conference that, you know. So I'd been to Farmville and seen the complex. And, and uh, so I, I reached out to him and, and it was a, honestly, it was a no-brainer. Um, I came on my interview, um, you know, to have a coach that's been here for so long, that's so invested and when I say invested, like he's going into his 29th year, you really don't see or hear about that a whole lot. And, and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So I knew that I had someone that was going to trust in me, but I also knew that I had job security. Um, as long as, as long as we win games and we do things the right way. Um, but for me on my interview, like the team culture that he's created here. Um, and I, I, I I, I like to think I have, I've had something to do with it the past nine to 10 years, but the team culture that he's created here, the belief, uh, the buy-in, um, the, the, the honestly saying, this is a family affair here. There's a lot of family values that go on here. And, and there's a lot of truth behind those words uh, because of what he's, what he's able to de- been able to produce and, and build here. And it's just, it's, it's fun to, it's fun to see that it's fun to be part of it. And it's fun to, for me, it's been fun to really add on to that and, and help out as much as I can. 
so this one clearly is your longest coaching stint. Mm -hmm. Um, is, is that stability and all that, like when you got there and it just clicked or has Longwood just kind of Mm -hmm. like, it's just, it feels like home. It's a neat place. It really is. And, uh, you know, people here, Farmville, Virginia, and I think they think we're in overalls with pitchforks coaching, coaching (laughs) soccer. that's That's just not the case, but, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a great university. It's the third oldest university in the state of Virginia, 1839. There's a lot of history here in this town. It's a great town that supports the university, vice versa. The university supports the town. Um, you know, you got the Highbridge Trail, you got the Appomattox River that flows through town. So on the weekends, it becomes like this outdoor mecca for people just come to, because we're in the heart of Virginia. And it's just a neat setting. But no, that job security was like, I, I've been at places I've bounced around and, you know, I, I chased the next big thing. And, you know, for us here, it's like, you know, this is our big thing. You know, we, we want to win a championship. It has, it's never been done. Um, we're going to do it. It's just a matter of when, hopefully sooner rather than later. And, uh, and just to, you know, just to coach with someone that, that is, is so passionate about his, his program, our program, but I call it, it's his baby. And, uh, but just someone that's so passionate about, you know, his program, um, his players, the, the culture that we're trying, that we're building here. And, and honestly, the team culture that we have here is, is the best I, it's ever been anywhere I've been. No offense to those other schools or other coaches, but when you have that longevity in the coaching staff, you've got, you've just got more pillars to build upon. I was going to say, what are some of the things about the culture there that maybe it's not even maybe it's just a feeling or whatever but what do you see or what do you hear or what is it about Longwood right now that you're just like this is awesome to be a part of like that culture we've uh I mean besides women's soccer we've always had a good culture of you know like people are like why are you still there and I'm like I've got a great boss I've got I've got great players that play for us they're bought they're bought into what we're doing how we're doing it uh every now and then we got to remind them why we're doing it um but you know I've got great boss great kids and I got a really really good administration I've been a number of places where you where you can't say all three of those things in one in one handful so um you know it's just a it's a unique place it's a unique situation um you know I've I've had the opportunity to move on but it's just uh you know I've I've developed a a buy-in I've developed a great friendship with with coach Dyer um, and I've got a good relationship with our faculty and staff here. It's and and the other coaches. Like softball's always done well here. Basketball is on the rise here. That's their big saying. Our both of our basketball programs, Coach Tillett and uh, <clears throat> Coach Aldrich, they're they're killing it in basketball. And uh, you know, it's but something that hasn't been done here before. So it's 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 an exciting place to be right now. Talking about those other programs, following you now on Twitter you seem to pop up at multiple sporting events. What's the, like, why? And I mean, what's the whole purpose of, I mean, I've seen you at, uh, I think it was a basketball game. And then you were at um, like the boys training, I think this morning or this afternoon. What, what is the impetus to be a part and be out and be seen? Well, it's, it's, to me, it's not about being seen. Like it's, it's not about me. It's about the support that you have for, for your, your fellow coaches. Um, like our new baseball staff, you know, coach Oxidine is, you know, he was an assistant here. He was at coastal as a player or a graduate assistant when I was at coastal Carolina. So those friendships that we have, um, 
it's a it's a small enough university where your professors are going to know your name, but it's big enough where you get to compete at the highest level of the Division One game, whether that's soccer, softball, basketball, baseball, um, you know, track, lacrosse, uh, cross country, tennis. But um, it, there's a there's a unique there's something unique about what we have here. Like all of our offices are in the same building on the same hall. So we see each other on a daily basis. It's not like we're at one building, one facility or another facility. So there's a, yeah, there's a, there's definitely a, a, a lot of friendships, a lot of uniqueness that goes on within at Longwood Inn. And we have, we have good leadership here. Like, you know, Troy Austin was the AD when I first got here. He's now at Duke university. And now we're led by Michelle Meadows. Uh, she's one of she's she's one of the only the the few female athletic directors at this level and and it's just nice to have leadership that lets you do your job that understands your job because she was she was a hall of fame softball player at virginia tech you know so when there's when there's issues or things come up she's you know she's very understanding she's very forthcoming and she's just like yep you know yep been there done that and you know and she's uh you know she helps us with some of the things we struggle with and and, uh, and it's just nice to have that type of leadership that, and it just resonates to everyone here at the university. And, so, and, and, it, and it doesn't hurt that I work for the godfather of the university. Coach Dyer is the godfather of Longwood University. Oh, he's the godfather, huh? Yeah, he is. <laughs> that does help. Um, <laughs> as you kind of keep going through this um, and you look forward a little bit, you know, you've talked about I've had some opportunities to maybe bounce on, but we're going to win. We want to win a championship here and continue to grow this program. Uh, do you do you look ahead at all and say, what could I do? Like you talked, you know, you took a little bit of time and did a season with club just to see what it's like. And it wasn't your thing. And you now you're back in college or are you kind of content and like, I'm just going to kind of ride the wave that we've got here at Longwood. Well, number one, I'm never content. Um you know, I, you have to ride the wave. You have to ride the waves that you're given. You don't really get to choose the waves, um, in my opinion. Um, no, we're not. We're not content here. We're definitely building, uh, and it's and it's it's something special. Um, you know, I, I I wouldn't say content is definitely is not my my repertoire here, but um, <laughs> you know, maybe obsessed. I think I think I'm, I think my players would say I'm a little obsessed with with getting a championship, winning, you know, putting the ring on their finger and, and those types of things. But no, it's, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, to answer your question, it's no, it's, there's been opportunities elsewhere, but uh, you know, there's a lot of work still to be done here. And, and there's a lot to be said for enjoying where you're at, who you're doing it with and who you're doing it for. I couldn't have said it much better for people that want to kind of connect with you and follow along and see, like where are the next steps for your career and as you keep working there at Longwood and for Longwood soccer, what's some easy ways they can connect with you? Well, I mean, obviously Twitter, you know, F, you know, Stoneman FC is my Twitter page, but we have a Longwood, you know, coach Dyer as well. Um, Instagram is, is again, it's Stoneman FC, like <clears throat> that everything is related to, to our program and our players and what we do and how we do things here. And, you know, some, some life lessons along the way, but uh but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's how I would say connect with us. You know, I mean, you, you follow me on Twitter. It's, uh, it's someone told me the other day, it's pretty entertaining. Um, you know, you're always on the go and, but that's, that's the job that, that we do. And, you know, we, I love the job that we do. So yeah, that's how I, that's how I would connect and follow us. 
I was going to say too, it, your, your pictures, it's constantly, like I said, that's how I knew you were at like, you know, softball, you were wearing the helmet the one day, I think for one of the <laughs> baseball teams, I got new ones and all that type of stuff. How that's something I'm sure has changed from when you started coaching to now, how important is having a social media presence been for you now at the, at the college level? Well, it, it's, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time, I guess, but it's more of a blessing because it's another avenue for, for people to see what we do, how we do it. Um, and it's also for us to, you know, to get to see, you know, vice versa when recruits, their families get to know them on a basis outside of just things soccer. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always fun for us when we, we get to see that our players have a life outside of soccer and, you know, that they're, you know, they're succeeding in academics and, you know, things that we didn't know that they were interested in. And, um, you know, when it comes to academics, uh, you know, and just, just life in general, their travels, some of the neat places, some of our players go and some of the things they get to experience as students, student athletes and, and with their families on vacations and things like that as well. So yeah, social media has definitely changed. I think a lot of people's outlook on things, but I, I think it's more of a blessing than a curse. I think that's a great point and a great way to end this one. This is Karen with Coach's Corner Chats with Rich Stoneman, and I'm out. Peace. Today's episode is brought to you by FitAid, vitamins you'll enjoy drinking. Visit lifeaidbevco.com and check out their awesome products. FitAid, supplement your lifestyle.